It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The best heavy metal and hard rock anywhere. Live from Blog Talk Radio's multi-million dollar broadcasting facilities, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big Cheese. Happy Easter, everybody. Thank you for joining me tonight. I hope you had a great day because I know I got a great show for you tonight. Coming up first, an interview I did with Lips and Anvil a little earlier on. And following that, Joel Wood from Forgotten Legacy, great band out of PA. We've got the Sunday Night Spotlight, the Demolition segment. How about we kick things off with a little whiplash, the holy trinity of heavy metal, Tony, Tony, and Tony, with a little power thrash and death. Don't 
there you go. A little whiplash to start Easter off. That was off the Power and Pain record from 1985. Some really good stuff. And last year, those guys put out the Unborn Again album, one of the best ones yet. So if you haven't picked it up yet, go out there and go ahead. I'm going to try to keep the chit-chat down to a minimum tonight because uh, i got an interview with uh, Anvil I want to get on for you. Then I have Joel Wood from Forgotten Legacy calling in live around, uh, I was going to say 7 because I'm used to starting the show at 6, but we started late tonight for Easter, about 9 o'clock. So we're just going to keep the music going. How about we uh, head up to the Great White North, to Canada, for some Exciter and Under Attack. Oh, 
Oh, there you go. Some exciter under attack off the Heavy Metal Maniac record. Let me see. We're going to have that interview with Lips from uh, Anvil coming up in a little bit. Uh, let me see. I, I really didn't want to go through too much of the news today because I'm really short with time. I have so much, and you know, with the guests, I got so many things to get through. Uh, but I know Wasp, uh, they just canceled their shows in Mexico. I believe in like Chile and Peru, a lot of the South American dates. That's following a lot of cancellations here in America. Seems like they got some problems going on those guys, and they should try to work it out before they book any more shows because you're gonna have a lot of disappointed fans, and eventually they're gonna wind up turning on the band. All right, so let me see what we got coming up now. How about we do our Sunday Night Spotlight? We get that out of the way. This is a great band that I just happened to come across on MySpace a while back. It's a band called Wicked Jones out of North Carolina. And uh, there's really no way to describe these guys. You can put labels on a lot of music and a lot of heavy metal and hard rock, but these guys are in a class by themselves. I mean, on the on their side, it says that the hard rock and soul mixed together. And I really said, you know, I'm not too interested in that. But then after hitting the click button, I mean, these guys won me over. I just think they're that good. So uh, if you head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot, I've got a whole uh, write-up on the band with links to their site. And uh, I'm going to get the first song off the CD they sent me out. Uh, this gives you a little sample of like what they're all about. It's a song called Fire in My Bones. Oh, yeah, I 
right, there you go. That was Wicked Jones with Fire in My Bones. Go and check these guys out. I tell you, they're one of the better ones out there. www.wickedjones.com. I'm going to get more about those guys as time goes by. They're, uh, I mean, their sound is just such an amalgamation of everything, from soul to hard rock to heavy metal, all mixed together. All right, and like I said, up down the block spot right now. I'm going to get one or two more songs on. We'll get the interview I did uh, the other day with Lips from Anvil. And then at around 9 o'clock, Joel Wood of Forgotten Legacy will be calling in live. So we've got a great show coming up. How about we uh, go back to New Jersey? We started out with Whiplash. There's another great band out of the great state of New Jersey, one called Blessed Death, a little pig slaughter. one of my all-time favorite bands, Blessed Death off the Killer Be Killed record, with a little pig slaughter over there, I think, you know, it's Easter, a little ham, a little pig, kind of fit together, even though it was the wrong pig they were talking about slaughtering, uh, it was a, they were a great band, and uh, it's a shame that they broke up as early as they did. All right, let me see what we got going on here. Uh, the Wednesday Metal, oh, I keep saying Wednesday, it's actually on Thursdays these days, I'm all screwed up with my times and dates, but this week on the, the Metal Matinee this Thursday, I got another show called Berry Treasures. 
I dug up some rare and hard to find old metal classics and hard rock songs that maybe some of you haven't heard before. And uh, if you want copies of them, all you gotta do is email me, and I could send you the demos or the albums. I think I got a pretty good mix of stuff here this week, so don't forget to check out the show at 12 o'clock. And uh, who do we got on the show next week? It's not going to be live next week. It's pre-recorded, but it is brand new. Uh, I got the interview I did with Lizzie Borden, so that's going to air. And that'll be at 8 o'clock also next week. And then after that, we're going back to the 6 o'clock time spot. Uh, 8 o'clock stuff is too late for me. And we got a whole bunch of great guests coming up. Andy Bolton of Tokyo Blade will be on this month. Uh, Zach Stevens of uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Circle of Circles coming on. We got interviews lined up with Leonard Hayes from YNT, Jeff Martin from Racer X. Uh, this band called A&M, which features members of 24-7 Spies, Fishbones, Doug Pinnock of uh, uh, King's X, uh, Greg Fulton, Ian Tafoya. So we got a lot of great things coming up. Uh, Davey Vane from the band Vane. We're looking pretty good for the springtime, so keep tuning in every week, and we'll keep the music coming. Right now, how about we do our uh, demolition segment demo? There's a band called Oliver Magnum out of California, and uh, you're going to get their first demo tonight. It's called 01986. Uh, it came out in 1986. This is a song called Fahrenheit 452.
Oliver Magnum out of Enid, Oklahoma. I dug that up because I was getting ready to set up a United States of Metal show uh, from Oklahoma, uh, probably next month or right after that. And I said, you know, let me get them on now and we'll, we'll do the demo. So if you head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot, you can download a copy of that whole demo. It's up right now. Go get a copy. Enjoy. Right now I'm going to get the interview I did with Lips uh, from the other day from Anvilon. And then right after that, get out some music by the band. And then Joe would have forgot Legacy would be calling in live. I'm looking forward to talking to Joe. We set this up quite a while ago. So uh, Plus I had to keep changing them back and forth between the 11th and the 4th because I had plans going on. So I really appreciate him uh, going along with me and uh, calling in tonight. All right, so sit back and listen. Uh, uh, Lips came in kind of low during the interview. I don't know where he was calling in from. He must have been in a steel bunker or something. So uh, he's a little low. I think I got the sound quality a little better towards the end. But uh, you know, I have to strain a little bit. But still, it's a good interview. So here you go. Lips from Anvil. I have Lips on the line. Hello. Hey, Lips. How How's it going, man? Uh, everything's going great. You know, I'm glad to uh, I tell you, I've been a fan since way before the movie. Not in heavy days when it was under the name Lips, and I still got that vinyl record. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm glad to talk to you. Where I got that way back in a place called Zig Zag, Brooklyn, New York. How the hell it ended up there? I'm talking like early. That record we put out by, on our own and sold them in, in the. They, they, it was a used record, and I guess over the years, somebody must have got a hold of it and dropped it in a bin and buying it as a kid for like $3 back then. Yeah, that, well, that's that, that probably close to 800 bucks, man. I can, that's how long I've been listening to you guys. I'm so happy. Of them. Well, I don't know. There wasn't a lot put out back then. That was right before you signed to, to Attic, I think, right? Attic? We we put it out on, on our own little label. We, we we manufactured a thousand copies and sold them in the clubs in Quebec. Wow, and made its way to Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, unreal, eh? It's amazing how things belong. You know, that's that's how things were back in the days, so you know. Well, that's the old days, right? Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's so cool, man. It's um, but, so, if anything. I am that aspect of, of what Anvil is so well and love that aspect so much because that's what makes everything really special is it's not being commercial. Exactly. Exactly. You guys yeah, never, like, never, you never fall in any path. You always walk your own thing. That's one of the things I think everybody admires most about Anvil. That's right. I, I, could get, I, I don't think I could care less about commercial success, honestly. Because and, and cause usually what that represents to me is a band selling out. And I, I am so against that shit <laughs> and have been here my entire career. Yeah. Even for now. You know, I, I, that's what makes it so beautiful. So we're, we're making it from a from the fact that we had a hit song on the radio. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. That's a real metal band. Real shit. You're right. Not Bon Jovi. That's true. That's absolutely true, and I'm so you glad. Hit on the radio. No one could ever be able to say, "Lips, you sold out, man." No, you never you did. That was a great thing. 
they don't butter bust jerky. It's still butter bust jerky. And people are learning about it in a commercial sense as a result of the movie. That's funny. That's so funny. It's funny. It's, it's better than funny. It's, it's beautiful. That's sweet as justice. I know, and I'm so glad for you guys, man. You guys deserve it. You know, I'm not even going to talk about the movie because just talking about it for the last couple of years. And I'm glad that I gave you another platform. But, you know, going back to those old days of being an obscure band, that's old now, which is a great thing. And hopefully this next generation of kids, besides the old timers like me, they're going to latch on to you and all your movies. Yeah, but you know what? We'll still be we'll the people fans because we're fans. We're one of the of you guys. Yep. We don't separate ourselves from our from our audience. It's the exact opposite. Oh. I just did five weeks of being all Corica. After every show, just as though it was part of the show, we went out and met everybody there. That's great. And, and you know, anybody who did see the movie, I think that's my favorite scene is when you're at one of the festivals and you think that you played with and you know over the years and, and you can see the fan and you come out as a musician. And I thought that was one of the greatest parts of the whole movie to me. It was, you know what, it was so amazing. you got to understand from my perspective, you're at a cameraman with me. That's empowerment, man. What, rock stars love attention. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just like one and one and two, man. Yeah. <laughs> here I was. It was like a kid in a can. Sure. And, and I'm bringing I'm bringing my cameraman. Just like I'm on, I'm gonna go film my my favorite guitar player. I'm gonna go and knock at his door, and he's got a camera, he's going to go, yeah, come on in. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. So I'm getting my cake and eating it too. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. How, how, you know, it's, it's amazing because for a bunch of Canadians, you live in the American... Yeah, is that awesome? <laughs> I don't know what the Canadian dream is. <laughs> you have to live in the American one. Yeah, but you know... That's funny that you that you that you say that. I think that it's much more much more meaningful for for the people in America to see the American dream coming true for outsiders. Exactly. Yes. In a time, in a time where there's such criticism towards America that you know people feeling that America is No, not at all. You're right. This movie is a, and this movie, and, and I, I discovered this quite early in the release that it's being embraced as a result of, partially as a result of that. Sure. Yeah, I agree. The American dream is coming to Canadians. <laughs> we are good people. No one thinks when we deserve recognition. We we know when people deserve justice. That that that. That means it's much more meaningful at at this at this at this you know post or 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 
you know, post Bush Oracle. Yeah. So this, this, this is part of the healing plan. It is, and, and you know what? You guys are the cure. Yeah, it's well, part of the cure, or part of the, the, the goodwill. That's right. I think it's fantastic, Lips. I really do. I mean, you know what? Going back to the eighties, I remember seeing you guys at a club called Lamores in Brooklyn. This club here in New York City back in the eighties. I don't. I don't know if you remember playing in that place. It was a long time. You guys just come out and just blow Yeah, right. It does. This has been one long, long road trip. Yeah. Just remembering back to that day. You know what I mean? It's not. It's years ago. It's remembering that. Day, yeah. For those days, you know. Yeah. They were they were good times, but it comes through the nineties. The nineties were a rough time for bands everywhere. I mean, I don't care if you were the biggest band or the smallest band, and you just and kept pumping out those records during the nineties, one after the other. Kids, I mean, you know what you're getting with. And we flourish. Yeah. And the reason the reasons for that are really simple. Metal is not uh, is not a trend in Europe. In Japan, it's that's right. Friends, yeah. It's not like North American society. It, it's not the same thing. What once you once you impact in those places, you're there forever. Yeah. You want to be. And those people, they, they don't look at you as for, for the month. They look at you as the flavor of their lives. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm sure. That, and 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 longevity, the proof of it. It's great. It's a great demonstration of it all. Sure. I'm hoping one day we can get back to that here like it used to be. But, and, you know, I know you guys have been out playing lately. How's everything been going on the list? So. It, it went amazing, man. And, you know, it, it was, the, the, we did the Gramercy in New York. Yep. And the feeling in the room was just like 1982, man. Yeah, so you guys keep it that way. That you know. And, and the reason it was, it was actually cool because you have to think about this. You've got all these new kids who weren't even born. They weren't even born when we played them. That's right. And here they are experiencing, and many of them, just like just like our first time down in Lemoore, their first experience. The band live. Yeah. So there are many, many parallels. Really, really remarkable. Yeah. That's true. I, I agree with you on that. Hey, Lips, I got Tommy on the line. Shall I take in a call? Sure. Tommy, yeah? Hey, hey, Lips. How you doing, man? How you doing? Cool, man. Lips. What's going on? We, we were at the show at uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music, you know, uh, the premiere of the movie. And uh, we hung out. Yeah, we hung out with you when you did that. Uh, you did that little set. That was amazing, man, to see you guys. Yeah, well, that, that's a really cool experience. That was kind of a because you had to leave the get up from your seat and go yeah. to the quick room to see us. Yeah, we went uh, into like another room. It looked like just like a little club area, little setup. Oh man, you guys sounded great. It was like. It was like the old days, you know. Yeah, that that same feeling is is being rediscovered. It, it's great. Right, right. Yeah, right. They're realizing that you know, guitar, bass, and drums 
can do it, you know, like you, you don't need all this fancy crap and uh, smoke bombs and all that crap, you know. Nah, that's great, man. You guys, congratulate you on all your success. I have a question about groupies, Lips. Now, I know you wrote the song about uh, Butterbust Jerky about groupies. Was that about a specific groupie, or is just uh, the wild girls that follow a rock and roll band? Well, actually, it's, it's what you see on in the in the in the in the hotel. Yeah. That would happen, and you just put it into lyrics. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> That's not, so cool. It's not like it wasn't vulgar. It's just kind of very very comedic. Right, right, right. Read into it what you may. <laughs> See, when we first saw, when we first checked you out at um, oh, probably Lamore's, the original Lamore's in Brooklyn, it was like seeing ACDC crossed with Ted Nugent crossed with Michael Shanker on guitar. It was like, it was a hybrid of some of our favorite bands. You really came across as a neighborhood rock and roll band and you took that success. I mean, the success now is phenomenal, and you deserve it. And I just want you to know that we're here for you in Brooklyn, and we'll always come out and see you when you come around and buy your records. Excellent, man. All right. Take care, Liz and Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Tommy. Thanks for hanging around. Okay. Hey, Liz, what was the deal with that uh, back in the 80s? Were you, uh, uh, asked to join? Asked to join Motorhead, you asked? Yeah, it was that, uh, that's what we heard not long ago. That's the first time I ever heard of that. Um, I was asked when Eddie Clark first left the band. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't do it because I was recording Force and Fire. That time for Anvil 2 back then. You guys were really rolling at that point. Do you think if you joined the band, you'd still be with them today? I, I, I don't like to, to go there. Like, as far as answer that. Yeah. We wonder if it would have been for all these years, because Anvil's so distinctive. I think, you know what, I think in the long run, in the long run, obviously, it's the right <laughs> Especially today, without a doubt. <laughs> you know, for, it, it, for short term, certainly might have been interesting. Yeah. And any regret would be that I never got to hear that. On the other hand, I don't know what the Forge and Fire material would have sound like, sounded like as a motorhead. True. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was you a know, great album, have, too. Wouldn't have, there wouldn't be a Forge and Fire album. There wouldn't be the anvil that we kind of know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, whatever you gain, you'd lose. Yeah, that's true. Now, how are you making out as a three-piece band today, as you could talk player? I mean, on, on record, it's probably easy to work around, but how's it working out live? It actually works out really well. Good. Uh, really, it's actually, I don't think I've enjoyed playing more and it's quite remarkable and it was it was really in a certain sense a shock to me 
I thought I would struggle with it. And it was actually... Yeah. It was actually much easier... Much, much easier uh, to stay tight. To be tight on stage. So we, we were... We, what, what, what happened that made that all come to pass, we got really used to not playing with with the poor guy because he wasn't showing up for rehearsal. For months and months and months and months. <laughs> and it became a liability to a point where it was a liability. He'd go on stage and the guy would turn his guitar off for songs he didn't because he wasn't there to be part of them. Wow. You know, and people are, are watching a four-piece band, but they're hearing a three-piece, and they're, they they don't even know. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't a big... No. So what, what's becoming really weird is we'd be on stage, and you're going, why is this guy here? <laughs> it, felt, it felt like we should have this guest, guest guy coming up. We feel as though he's, like he was part of the band anymore. Yeah. yeah. It was... I'd be calling him every day, come to me, come into rehearsal, he'd be naked. And it's just on going and going like that for a number of years. And by the time we went in to go record, you know, the, the team, I, I told them six months ahead, you've got to be in rehearsal and learning the stuff where you're not going to be playing. Sure. So by the time we got to England to record, the people hadn't been to rehearsal. And, and it, it just became ridiculous. Why is... Why am I paying for this guy's flight? Why am I paying for his room and board? Yeah. What am I doing? You know, so when we finished, when we went to Japan and all that, when I got back, I just stopped calling. I stopped going after the guy. And six months later, six months later, he calls me. And it's not like, sorry, I haven't called or I haven't... Anything like that. Yeah. It was, like, I'm coming to get my gear. <laughs> At that point, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So, who cares? Yeah, it didn't even matter at that point anymore. <laughs> and we, we went out. And it was really quite fascinating. Um, we got, there was a new Lemoore. You're familiar with that. I saw you guys. I don't want to stand out in New York. Right. Okay, it's the same guy. It's 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 George. It, yeah. is, it's still the same people that did the original Lamar. Yeah. Well, they hired us in to come play, but that we're going to be coming as a three piece, and it was our first time coming down, right? Yeah. The first time seen as a three piece. So we 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 uh, set up, and no one's even realizing that. Ivan's not there. No one's even asked us. We're yeah. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we, we played the set. And, like, after the set, like, two or three people, well, 300 people that were there come up and go, where's Ivan? <laughs> and then George first was up the gig goes, you pulled it off, boys. You pulled it off. <laughs> You didn't tell me it. I might have been thought to go to heaven, you guys, but you pulled it off. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, you might. Was, three pieces. One less person to split the money with. Yeah, with that too. <laughs> you put off, and you know. You know. <laughs>
thing is, is to understand it, but you can understand it for for whatever whatever we have sort of lost in the, in the sense that that what isn't there, it's the other things that have gotten been brought up a, a level. Yeah. So now, now you really really get to and see really playing, particularly from Rob and our base. You know, that is the most amazing big section, I think, in the world. Yeah, having Glenn in the band is definitely, I mean, it really brings up the back end. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Man, I mean, I I think it goes, I mean, I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't be, in the early days, in the early days, the confidence like I do now. Yeah. It's as if the bass players and guitar players that we had previous, well, going back to the early 80s, were not, it was not the integrity that we have today. There's no way. It's In fact, it, 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 it sort of was the thing that actually caused the biggest problem. You know, the uh, rhythm guitarist that we had originally caused a lot of problems in the sense that, you know, he was the blonde on cute the girls were coming to see, and he'd sing a cup of the night, and that went to his head. Yeah. And it became to be singing ten songs like a night, and we got to become softer, and we got to compromise and become like Bon Jovi. Some were anvil. Yeah. Well, you know what? The girls made a cane to see David, but we all vibrate. I'm sure they left with you. That's right. Well, you know, hey, listen, man. It's music. Metal music is mainly a, a, a man a man's genre of music. And it, it's really, and the stuff that has it certainly wasn't composer shit. It's the stuff that we're really playing, and we're playing with for business, not, not, for, not, not because they're playing to get girl to girl. You know, there's a big difference in the, in the attitude and the direction of a band that do that. Sure. Anvil was not a band that played specifically for girls, especially with songs like Butterbutt Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was a buddy of yours the other day, John Gallagher from Raven. Oh. Yeah, he was going to try to call today, but he's uh, heading over to Europe for a festival, so the uh, fine right now. But uh, he told me to tell you if you remember back in the day, Hey, tell a Newcastle jamming on Rush songs on a guitar. I know he's amazing, man. John's a great guy. Yeah, good people. Love him, man. That's, that's, that's yeah. Hey, maybe you could take a great, a great tour. Oh, that's it's, it's not impossible. Yeah. Every chance I get, I always say good things about Raven. I mean, that's a, a really deserving band as well, or an underground band that has never gone away. Exactly. You know, that, that, and, and has got integrity, integrity and influential that got the shitty end of the stick. It's a shame that happened, you know. Slightly different story from Still, yet another example of the business failing a band rather than the band failing itself. I know. You hit it, you hit it just way too many times about how many great bands got so bad by the management, by the record label. It's just incredible. All of it does. Yeah. Only, only a handful have made it. 
everything else is is guided by the underground. Yeah. Everything. That's what metal music is. Metal music is of the underground. It is not just metallic or anthrax or just slave. Yeah. You, you know you, you know what I'm saying? It's exactly. It's not one of it's it's all the thousands and that exist in the underground. Most of the purchases are music from the underground. The concentrate only the concentrated go to the top four. But all the unconcentrated sales, which is the vast majority, go to the whole genre itself. Sure. And that's where all the influence comes from. Everybody's influenced from the bands in the underground. And Anvil was an underground band, as Metallica was, but we came first. And it's a great place for a band like who, who you need to, or it's great. It, I mean, the way it basically works and influenced by each other, and particularly by the bands that come before us. Not necessarily the bands that become big before us, yeah. but that come before us. So, yeah. that, like in the in, in the sense that my favorite bands are bands that never heard of. Like certainly when like the cactus in the movie, people are going. What is cactus? Who the hell is that? Cactus. We uh, never had commercial hits. Exactly. People don't know what it is. It was an incredible band. Yeah. That influenced everybody from Ted Nugent to, to Jimmy Page. You know, Jim McCarty is one of those very early distortion lead guitar players. You know, Car Carmine Hapisky is one of the first double bass drum drummers in the world. Oh, definitely. You know, they don't really, they don't really know that stuff. Yeah. But like, our favorite bands are usually bands that never make it. That's usually the way it goes. And you know, Cat is playing uh, in New York, I think, their next one. Yeah. Formal. Yeah. That is Norms and, and you made it. That's true. And even 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 what happened to Metallica is not normal. Something that heavy, it's it's a shock that it's that popular. Yeah, that it took. It's it, 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 it's well, it's miraculous. It's great, but still, mine is hey, it's big. It's shocking. Because we have to understand that the mentality of 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 the metal genre is that we don't like the commerciality. When a band makes it big, generally it's not round upon. They people think they just sold out. Sold out, yeah. That way. It's it, it seems like that way. Yeah. You root people on, then when they do, you turn your back on. In a certain sense, is is to those. And, and Megadeth, they're both all the, these these big metal bands are all almost an anomaly that they're big. It's just unusual, and that's what I really believe. Yeah, it's not, and that's so rare that bands make it out of the underground because it's not really supposed to. That's not the nature.
nature of that type of material. It's the opposite. It's much more normal for bands to exist in the ground because it, that's what love. That's what metal fans really love. love. What, what we started the first conversation of. That yeah. animal knows that it's one in, there was only a thousand. It's so cool. Look at how much money it's worth. We love this stuff. Yeah. That's the heart and soul of it. Well, there's only 999 out there because I got the other one. Right. <laughs> so now after after fades away and everything's gone, what do you do to sustain this momentum? What do you got coming up? Because it's been about three years since Business 13 came out. Well, we're going into record in, in August or September, and it's looking like we knew very well we end up recording at April Studio. Oh, great. And the way that that happened, Grohl saw the Anvil movie, and of course, needless to say, <laughs> um, it was interesting. Quite fascinating. The, 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 we went to the um, Spirit Awards, the Spirit Awards, which is the Academy Award for the movie. Yeah, the film festival. Yeah. So nominated, and we were asked to play. So what happened was through the channel. One, they called Dave Grohl and they said, Dave, man, have you been asked him, have you seen the Anvil movie? Man, I'm, yeah, and it's like, this guy's on 10 about it, right? So they said, well, how would you know if we come and introduce Anvil at the Spirit Awards, they're going to play metal on metal? And he said, oh, man, with honor, I, I got to do it. So here we, we, get to the, we get to the Spirit Awards and we just got dropped off and we're the sidewalk and this limousine pulls up and goes with his girlfriend and in hand he's got a guitar like the, like a like a, a Gibson guitar, yeah of a, a, a Fanny Hollow guitar right seeing him walk towards me and I'm going oh wow I guess he's gonna play metal on metal with us <laughs> it was my first guitar yeah and he comes up and he hands me the guitar and he goes, this is for you. You're one of the very few people in the business that uses a semi-hollow. So this is one of my own personal custom uh, um, Gibson guitars that was made special for me. Wow. That's cool. Because I've been a fan since I was a teenager and I love it. He, he put the guitar down to hugging me. Wow. I, I was needless to completely, utterly shocked, blown away. Um, then we got into a conversation about ProBot, which was quite fascinating. Um, for, for months, Rob has been pushing it. Every time a song comes up on his, uh, on his, on his player, he, he just sticks the headphones in my ears. Listen to this, this. Yeah. It sounds just like I can't believe it, man. The double bass. And I, I listen to and I go, yeah, man, that's like that's smoking green. That's, you know, I'm, I'm hearing, a, you know, for me, your essence in the music. Yeah. So I go, Dave, can I ask you something? Were we any kind of an influence on your album? And he goes, yeah, man. He says, I've been listening to all your records, and I just want to, like, Rob, man, it's so bad. Wow, <laughs> that's great. And the look on Rob's face, because Rob's been going, 
listen, man, he's doing, he's doing my licks, man. He's pulling <laughs> those parts, man. What's going on, man? This guy needs nothing to me, man. He's got to be, right? Yeah. And the guy right there in person saying to Rob, that's me. It's a complete, just unbelievable moment, you know. And it it itself is so, itself is so. We've known Dave. That's how it felt. Wow, that's great. Must be when you get to hear people, you know, tell you all this and say you didn't get to hear all those. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's completely incredible, man. You're always shocked. Never completely. I mean, you're not. You know, you you have no choice but to take yourself for granted. You don't really think in, in things like that. Yeah. You know, famous people are in people. You don't. You just don't think of it in that way. Yeah, and you've been hobnobbing with a lot of celebrities since the movie. I mean, you know, you get stars as well as other musicians. So it must be fun too. Oh, unbelievable! I'm gonna go out back. That's so great. You know, like, I was at Cantor's Delicatessen yeah. having lunch with Dustin Hoffman. Wow. <clears throat> How do you beat that? No, man. <laughs> it, was the most, it was the most bizarre thing you ever, ever, could ever experience. It's just unbelievable. And his parting words are just so hilarious, man. Okay. He, goes, he says, I learned this when I was very, very young. And it's very, very profound, and everybody should go through their lives with this philosophy. He goes, row, row, row your boat. <laughs> and he's feeding it like he's, like he's, I just, I was in pieces, man. It's hilarious. Uh, that's great, man. I'm so happy for you guys. We're running out of time. i only got a couple minutes left. I'm going to get on a song. Anvil song you want to hear? I'll get it on after we're done talking. Um, how about game over? This is thirteen. You got. It. I'm gonna get that on. Steve, we're happy for you guys. I'm thrilled that you, you know, you find the curve, and everybody's gonna find you guys if they haven't already. Thanks very much, man. I really appreciate that. Steve, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to call in today. Okay, thank you, man. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Good night. Okay, bye-bye. All right, here you go, Lou Anvil. Game over. And then we'll get to Joe Wood. Game Boy, filled with frustration and joy, pressing 
right, there you go, a little Lambo. Game over. I want to thank Lips for hanging out with me the other day and calling in. But right now, the guest of the hour, Joe Wood, a forgotten legacy. Joe, you there? Hey, Mike, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. I'm sorry to keep you on hold that long. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. I appreciate you having us on the show. Very humbled. We're happy to be here. So thank you very hey. much. Hey, anytime there. You know, I had to get that song out so it looked like it was live, you know? Oh, sure. I love Anvil. It's great. <laughs> Anvil's awesome, Anvil just, um, you know, there are a bunch of guys just like the rest of us just trying to, you know, to put a meal on the table and do what they love to do. And they're not going to take no for an answer. I just think that's great. That's the perfect heavy metal spirit. And I think that's what uh, we need for this industry to survive or more people like that. So. Uh, that, that's without a doubt. You, you need that today. I mean, especially today. And you know, Forgotten Legacy's been around a while now. You guys aren't new. I mean, you know, to the scene. You've been a part of this metal scene for a long time. The band has been around a couple of years. What's <laughs> everybody who's in the band? Uh, you got me. I'm Joel. I'm on vocals. Uh, you got uh, Mike. He is my bass player. It's Mike Johnson. You got a um, Chuck Donahue. He's our he's our bass guy. And uh, and uh, that's it. That's four of us. <laughs> And that's Don Gez on drums, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't forget <laughs> that guy, right? I forgot about Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you have to, you have to excuse me. I've uh, been fighting the flu all week here. I'm just uh, kind of coming off. So if I'm coughing in your ear a lot, I'm sorry. I just wanted to be here to, you know, talk about metal. So. No, I appreciate because I know you were supposed to come on next week, but I had a family affair popped up at the last minute. I mean, we kept changing the time, changing the date, but, uh, you know, it was a good night to have you on, too, so we made the show a little later this week, you know, and uh, it, it worked out, so I got you here, which is good. Yeah, I appreciate it, really. Uh, I'm sorry you don't feel good. I know the weather's been crazy around here the last couple of weeks. I felt worse. I had three days off work, but I don't feel too bad now, but it's still there, so. All right, well, you'll, you'll kick that soon, I'm sure. You know, everybody yeah. comes on, they never ever mention any other band members. They just talk about themselves. I think I'll let you get that out there. So you give them a little, uh, you know, give them a little attention so they don't feel left out. No, because my band, without my band, I'm nothing. I'm a piece of, you know, I'm I'm just a singer. I might as well get a, a shoebox and, you know, sit on the corner like a crazy man and try to get people <laughs> to throw coins. And my band is everything to me. They're they're my friends. They're uh, they're my uh, they're you know my my partners. And you know, we, we just we you know, of course, we all get along fantastically. We all hang out together. We all do things together. We go to concerts together. And, you know, we have our squabbles from time to time, but they're easily worked out. Everybody in the band has a say, which is so nice. It's just really good atmosphere to be in. That's good. And uh, I know you've been working on, you got the Oracle. Is it going to be coming out soon? The Oracle yeah, it was supposed to be out Sooner than it is, but uh, it should be out by next month. We're getting professional pictures done this week. Uh, the album cover is done. Artwork is fantastic. Uh, for a five-song EP, we really put a lot of time and effort into it. So uh, it should be out by next month, and I will definitely make sure uh, you're one of my first guys to get a copy, Mike. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, we'll keep playing that on the show, and we'll keep getting you guys on all the time. But how how's, how you working it out? Are you going to do it yourself? Are you going to do it yourself right with this uh, EP? With the first one we are, we've had some interest with a, a German label. I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, just, um, I think we're going to handle this one on our own, and uh, we're going to we're going to throw it out there and, and see if we can't get a bite. Obviously, and uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of them will end up in the garbage can. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. I really am. Yeah, you should be. I mean, it's going to be the first album you guys are putting out. It's a big thing. And, you know, the good thing today is that, you know, you know, where maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and, you know, every time I do the show, the years keep getting further and further back, it was, it was difficult for a band to put out something on their own. I mean, it was just almost impossible. <laughs> well, at least you yeah. have that option today. If you can't get any record label interest right off the bat, you put it out on your own. Like you said, you see how it goes, and you see who bites into it. So that's the great opportunity we have today with the Internet and all this 
you know, recording equipment that's pretty much made available to anybody at a pretty decent price if you needed it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, my we had just seen uh, actually the whole band. We all went and we took a band field trip one night and went to the Megadeth and uh, um, Testament show uh, down here in um, or is that up in Scranton? I don't know if yeah. you got to catch that show or up. I think they came through New York, didn't they? Yeah, they came through New York though, and they're coming back <clears throat> with Slayer again at the Carnage store at the end of the summer. Okay, well it was a fantastic show. We just decided to right. do it old school, so we we went and uh, bought you know a couple hundred you know, playing CDs and just wrote our name on there with the website and handed out a couple songs through the crowd and came back out and we're picking them up off the ground afterwards. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what happens. That's what you got to go through, you know. You know I know, yeah. Even worse. So. But you know what? If one person, you know, holds it and gets it and it passes on to another person, it's like the old days when we used to trade demo tapes and we used to pass things around. It only takes that one person. You get you got to win them over. It's it's you know with all the with the internet and everything you have today, you think it would be easier, but it's harder to actually it's harder get yourself there's so many There's just so many bands, and everybody thinks they're good. And and who am I to say that somebody isn't good? And I'm not I'm not trying to say that, but but I mean you and I both know there are, there are some very yeah. subpar bands on there. Why why if you're a record executive, why are you going to want to go online? to check out a band and waste your time. I mean, there's so many bad ones out there. I mean, there are a lot of good ones, too, that aren't sure. making ends meet. It's, it's sickening. It's pathetic. You know, I, I don't know what I want for the metal world. Do I want Do I want the metal world to be, you know, played on the radio all the time and, and out there for people in America to see? Or do I want to keep it underground? I think I'm a little mixture of both. I think it, it needs to be a little more respected than it is now in America. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Well, uh... Listen, you know, as much as like the '80s sound and metal is coming back and making a, you know, taking hold again, it's not going to be like it was back in those days. And the people just don't give it the same respect here. And uh, everyone you talk to, uh, especially other bands that have gotten to go over to Europe and 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 play at the festivals and do tours there, they all say the same thing. They like they live it and they breathe it over there. It's like it's a way of life to them. Where to us, it's like a hobby, and that's yeah. not the way it used to be. And then hopefully one day, it'll, you know, it'll move away from that again. Well, you and I both know that heavy metal is a way of life. You don't just become a metal fan for a week or, you know, That's two right. weeks and say I'm done with it. You're a metal fan for life. It's in your heart. I eat it. I breathe it. I shit it. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just a part of me, and I'm, I'm extremely passionate for it. I'd die for it. <laughs> That's the way so, we you know, That's the way we felt back then, and we still uh, feel that way today. You know, when we're a fan, right? we're a fan for life. I mean, you know. You know, we, it's like your family, you know, you can say what you want to say about them, or somebody else says it about them, you become defensive, you go after them, and you know what, you hear other people talk about Metallica change and not being the same, and we'll get defensive about that, but yeah, we can say, I don't know why I'm sounds like shit, I really don't like it, because we've been fans since the beginning, so we feel like we earned that, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. I just think it's neat that I can go to a concert with, you know, a couple thousand people that I've never met, but we all share one thing in common. We're all big metalheads, and, and we're friends yeah. because of it. I can go around, I can smack hands with people, I can beat the shit out of someone in a mosh pit and give the guy <laughs> a hug and buy him a beer, you know, we're all cool. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that anywhere else with any other genre of music, in my opinion. You just cannot do that. No, it's a, it's yeah. odd thing. It's, it always has been, and that's, you know, what makes a great and what I love about it. And, you know, right. after all these years, uh, you you played the classic. I mean, it's you can't put a definition on what your music sounds like. You can't say it's power metal. It's just, you guys are just pure balls out heavy metal. I mean, that's all it comes and, down to. And I got to say that I'm glad that you said that because that is exactly the path we wanted to follow. We didn't want to be, certainly didn't want to be called power. Not that I say I don't like power. I love power metal. 
but I didn't want to be labeled as power. I didn't want to be named, labeled as thrash and speed and death mm-hmm. and all that. I wanted a combination of all of it. Maybe one song you're going to hear some Queen's Rick, and the next one you're going to hear some Slayer. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it's going to be a huge, huge, wide range of stuff. And the guys in the band are all capable of you know doing that. So it's just a really good mix. I'm, I'm extremely excited. Uh, that's what I like. And exactly like you said, I think that's one of the things uh, back in the old days that kind of separated and, and started dividing the metal scene is that everybody wanted to label, you know, death metal, thrash metal, speed metal, power metal, grind metal. Everybody had a label. And if you didn't play that, you and we, we divided into so many subdivisions that, yeah. you know, hair metal came in and killed everybody, you know. Well, that's what ruined it, sure. You, you know, know that, and then, then Grunts put the final nail in the coffin in the 90s, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and a few other things. The fun police came along, sure. (laughs) I know exactly what you're saying. And, you know, but I'm glad that it's back now, and you guys have really got a great sound. And uh, you actually, uh, did you do anything with Kicks, with Steve Whitman from Kicks? Yeah, actually, I was, um, Steve was my first vocal coach, and uh, I'm a pretty decent, I I used to be really close with Steve, and I haven't talked to him in about a year or two, but I'm sure if I went out and saw him, you know, we'd we'd reminisce, but yeah, he's a good guy, he was my my first vocal coach, and uh, after that, I pursued some opera, and uh, I had pursued classical, and right now, I'm actually doing, and I'm sure you've heard this online, um, what is his name, Brett Manning's vocal course, the... uh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. He's a he's an R&B singer, obviously, but I just think that um, you know, in order to do what we're doing, that that my voice needs to be as versatile as it can be. So I want to try to learn as much of it as I can, absorb it, and you know, make things easier for myself in the long run. Because uh, you know, the stuff we do isn't it's not easy to do, and <laughs> you know, you're doing it night in and night out. It, it's it can take a toll on you if you don't know what you're doing. Now, my this album we recorded, this is a secret between me and you and everyone listening, but <laughs> um, I actually recorded that whole album with a vocal nodule, and I didn't get it from not singing properly, but I got it from my severe acid reflux. Oh, so okay. we had done shows that were absolutely horrible on my part. The band did fantastically, but I just couldn't sing, and it was, it was frightening because I never thought I'd sing again. Doctor said, "No, nah, it'll go away. Don't worry about it. Just keep going." I went back to the doctor a few weeks ago. We've had a couple shows since, and my my voice has been back all but a hundred percent now, and I'm just really excited to get going again. Yeah, it's got to be a scary thing because you know, a guitar string breaks. You put a new guitar, you put a new string on the guitar, yeah. you break a drumstick. <laughs> when you damage your voice, that's that's you know, that's a serious thing. And I'm glad you know. Hopefully, it'll all work out in the end because. You are a great singer. You got those old school chops to you, which I love because you don't get to hear any, you know, really many real singers anymore. Everybody's doing something different. And and I always said this, you know, I think Lemmy's one of the greatest singers ever. But that and that's Motorhead, you know. Yeah. But because it fits with them, it's not you know the quality of voice. It's you know what you have in it. And but I do miss the great classic singers like Jeff Tate and Dio and and, and the rest of them. And you bring that all back. I appreciate it, man. That's a that's a huge compliment. I really do appreciate that. So I gotta kiss your ass. I gotta get a free seat. <laughs> Mike, I gotta kiss your ass too, Mike. <laughs> no, that's it. But you really do, and and the whole band is just so top notch. And like you're out in PA, how is it out there for playing? I mean, is there enough opportunity for you to get around out there and play? Or? Absolutely, it's absolutely terrible, Mike. Yeah, I know that, but I figure nobody, people from all over the country and the world listen. So I figure I let them know. Yeah, well, I, we do our small shows, and you know, it's hit or miss. Sometimes people come out, sometimes people don't come out. It's for yeah. any metal band that does the kind of metal that we do. That's what you're going to get. Um, 
we're starting to pick up a fan base up towards the Scranton, Wilkes-Barre area. We would like to explore New York and get down into Philly, but I can tell you where I live in the middle of what I call the asshole of the world. There's just, um, you know, there, there's they, they want to hear ECDC, Metallica, Limp Biscuit, and Corn all night yeah. long. You know, they they don't want to hear what we're doing. They're like, what the hell is this? So, yeah, it's a shame. It's, it really is. There's some good opportunities here in the city for you and in the New Jersey. Maybe I could uh, send you some phone numbers for people I know that can might hook you up with some uh, gigs out here, you know? That'd be great, man. Yeah, you know, but uh, you that. are playing at the Warriors of Metal Festival. We're sponsoring that festival, oh, actually. Man, I am just really stoked for that. There are a lot of good national acts out there. There are a lot of good unsigned bands out there, and obviously we're, you know, we'd like to be one of them. And, you know, I am just honored to be on the show. What a fantastic time it's going to be. I really hope that people who, who complain that metal isn't uh, where it needs to be, you know, I hope these people come out of the woodwork and really pack this place because you can camp there, there's going to be alcohol, there's going to be food, and it's just right. going to be, a, you know, as close to a German metal festival as you can get, and the organizers have um, have done a great job putting it together, and, uh, you know, you know, contact us for tickets, you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, exactly. we'll make sure you get a ride out. You know, you're in New York. Follow me out an hour. We'll we'll drive out <laughs> together, and we'll have a great time. That's right. So be, that's gonna be a nice road trip for you guys out that way. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. That's yeah, gonna it's be gonna really be a great fun. show. You got Omen headlining. Uh, it's in, I can never pronounce the name. It's like Chillicothe or something. Chillicothe, Ohio. I think it. I think it's Chillicothe. I'm not yeah, quite Chilicothe sure. That that. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, Chillicothe. Yeah, sounds good to me. Much, yeah. But that's going to be a good show. You got, I mean, Omen, I've had Kenny on the show before. Kenny's a great guy, and you're going to have a ball with him. And uh, you got Sean Peck with Cage and Aska, which is also mm. uh, George from Omen also. He's also in that band. I mean, yeah, Icarus Witch is on the bill. So, I mean, Icarus you know, Witch, we have yeah. uh, Beyond Fallen, which is a band that uh, my guitar player and my bass player, well, my bass player still frequents Beyond Fallen. Uh, my uh, guitar player is no longer with Beyond Fallen, but playing with us exclusively now. So they'll be out there as well. So Pennsylvania will be represented well. Uh, I believe um, Icarus Witch will be out there too. Yeah, Icarus so, Witch is on the bill. Joe Stump is going to be out that way. It's a really fun show. I wish you yeah. could make it out, Mike. I'd really like to meet you. Um, I'm, su- I'm supposed to be there that weekend because, like I said, we're, we're sponsoring it, but that's my daughter's Sweet 16 party, and it's costing me a second mortgage on the home. So if I'm not there, I'll have nowhere to live after that weekend, so i, I got to be the party. <laughs> Happy 16th, honey. Welcome to the Warriors of Metal Festival. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, she is a little metalhead, so I'm glad for that. But, Good. Uh, great. I can't, but I wish I could. Any other weekend, I'd, I'd be there with guns blazing. And the next time you're a little closer to the New Jersey border, out in Pennsylvania, I'm definitely going to come out and uh, – Check you guys out. Make a little road trip with me and my buddy Tommy. He does a show with me usually. We'll come Anytime. up there and check Anytime. you guys out. But I, I can't wait for that. And uh, you also Phoenix Rising. You're not bothering with that anymore? Is that all over with now? I'm sorry, say that again? Phoenix Rising. Are you still involved with that band? No, I'm not, I'm not with old? Phoenix Rising anymore. We split up a while back. Um, you know, it's just hard keeping four or five guys together that are on the same page. And unfortunately, it didn't work out with those guys. They were great guys. But um, I had to move on. You know, I'm I'm getting up there in years. I mean... I'm not old by any means, but I'm certainly not young compared to the you know the uh, the standards of uh, you know corporate uh, you know record companies. I'm 34 years old. All the guys in the band, except for the drummer who is 22, um, you know we're all in our, our early 30s. So this is our last hurrah. You know, we if we're going to do something, we need to get on the ball and do it. And that's that's what we're doing. We're just pushing the hell out of it, and hopefully it takes us places. Hopefully people like it, dig it. Yeah well, we I, I, yeah, well, I played you on the show before. I know uh, another song you sent me today, but I just I don't know if I have it uploaded or not. 
okay. I, I still got the other two, Rage, and uh, 2012 you sent me, 2012. Yep. I, I know one came in today. I'm going to try to upload it as we're talking and get that one on. Tomei, get both of them. If not, okay. i get one on another week after after we're done talking. I'll get that on. Did right. thing it always come naturally to you, or is it something you just, you know, you had to work no. on from the beginning? <laughs> Mike, I was absolutely terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started back when I was about, <laughs> excuse me, I'm going to hack a lung in your ear, Mike. <laughs> and I feel bad for you. No, uh, it's okay. Um, yeah, we. I was a terrible singer. I would actually try to sing to some old hair bands. I mean, because, I mean, let's be honest, I, I'm not into this stuff, but they had, you know, they were all good musicians. All the guys could have been fantastic metal musicians. They just chose the path that they did. But I tried to learn some of their techniques, and, and then I started throwing Iron Maiden in, and Judas Priest, and Manowar, and, and uh, you know, um, oh, who's that? Uh, Crimson Glory. One of my favorite singers of all time is Blackie, um, or Midnight. I'm sorry, not Blackie. Midnight, yeah, he just passed away not long ago. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. What a fantastic voice! Yeah, he was incredible. Very underrated. So, oh my God, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I tried to imitate these guys and come, you know, and I tried to learn through that, and that that's how I came along. But I was really bad. <laughs> it took me quite a while to uh, to get to where I'm at now, and that, you know, I never think I'm I'm, I'm done learning. So, uh, you know, we'll just we'll just proceed. That's the only way to do it. You know, how about I give you a voice of rest a little bit? I'll play one of the songs so you can uh, go take a little breather for a few minutes and catch, <laughs> catch your breath. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Let me see. I, I think I have to do song up. What was this? Sumerian? Or, I, I'm trying to Sum- see what it, wrote it's down called here. Sum- it's called Sumerian. It just uh, means a okay. darker, evil person. All right. Yeah, I just got it uploaded now. So how about I get that Great. on? It's about five, six minutes long. I'll give you a little cool. chance to catch your breath and we'll come right back to that. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. For everybody listening here, Forgotten Legacy. Sit back and enjoy.
Also, I forgot Legacy. Hey, Joe, you would never know your voice was bothering you there. <laughs> no, it, it was, believe me. I could do better than that. <laughs> uh, that's some really great stuff. Thank you. Doesn't I get appreciate better than it. that. Thank you. Oh, man. So let so me see what we got That here. was the first time you heard of it. I mean, you don't have to kiss my ass now, Mike. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I've been listening since you sent it to me, so, you know. <laughs> no. I so, got it about um, an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. So what did you think of that? Uh, that was really good. I like that one. I've been playing good. 2012 and uh, Rage, you know, on my iPod all the time. Sure. But I just sure. got this a couple hours ago. I gave it a listen before the show. Great. Great. Good to really like good. Really. Is that, is that going to be on the EP also? <laughs> that will, absolutely, yep. We have uh, another one, too, that you haven't heard, but uh, and uh, we also have the slow one on our uh, MySpace page that we play a lot. Of, that's our self-titled called Forgotten Legacy. Yeah, there's some really good stuff. Where do you come up with all your inspiration from for your music? I mean, you just like, you know... Varied from, you know, I mean, your lyrics, I should say. Wherever, <laughs> sometimes I'll just sit there, and I'll sit there with the music, and I'll be like, man, what do I want to do with this? And I'll sit I'll sit in my room for five hours going, I don't have a clue where to start. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it just comes to me, and I have a song written in an hour, and other times it takes longer. And sometimes when I go back, and uh, I'll rewrite the whole thing, because I'm just not satisfied with it. So, yeah, it's, it's all off the wall. Um, obviously, everything's, uh, you know, it's basically dark. It's, it's you know, it's, it's about uh, being yourself, uh, 
you know, I, I take a lot of influence from Man of War too, um, as schluck as they are. Um, <laughs> I, I really take, um, you know, uh, their message to heart, and, and, you know, if I can help get that out there, too, to be yourself and, you know, not follow other people's, uh, you know, ways and, and just think for yourself. I'm just so sick of people following trends, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it, but... No. <laughs> It's, it's a downfall of every kind of music. You know, people just jumping yeah. on the bandwagon. You know what? Maybe, you know, some people get lucky and they make a million dollars right away and then you'll never hear from them again. Well, the people have that longevity. I mean, like you say, Manwa. Manwa have been around for 30 years. They sure. never changed what they did. They never changed the sound, the style. I mean, you know, of course you got Joey DeMeo. Tell everybody in the world that he's the best thing, you know, next to God. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. Joey oh, DeMeo is the it. second coming of Christ. I mean, he was actually yeah. risen today. <laughs> Yeah, he got a little bit of kiss factor going on there. So. Yeah, but you know he's you know like I said he's you know he's proud of himself for what he does and mm-hmm. you know and, and I, I wish they would actually play him more. We never get to see them here in America anymore. They're always over in Europe and in Germany and. Well, that's because nobody would show up, unfortunately. That's just he's, they've said it before. They said you know why come here and play in a room with with fifty people? Why go over to to Europe? I could play in front of thousands at a time. And I you know I understand you know that's where it's at for those guys and you know. And he'll be the first to tell you that and everything else. So, you know. Yeah, you can't blame him. No. No, nah, not at all. He's a character. I mean, <laughs> he's like, you know, the Gene Simmons of the underground metal. He's, nobody <laughs> self-promotes better than him. No, he is. He's great. I, I think they're great. I like what they do. I, I know it's just it's tongue-in-cheek, but I, I, I've always liked what they did. So, oh, exactly. um, And obviously, uh, you know, Eric Adams' voice is just simply amazing. So. Oh, he's one of the best. He he yeah, really absolutely. is. Absolutely. Unbelievable. I mean, when I mean back in the eighties, hearing him live coming out, and there were times when he was singing, he wouldn't have the microphone near his mouth, and it just he he filled the whole room. Yeah, he's got a powerful voice. He's got a oh, good opportunity. Have you heard uh, heard them do um, Nefendorma? Off. Have you heard them? I, I played all my. That's my wife's not a metal person, but that's the one song that she likes. But it's really <laughs> operatic, so I get yeah. that on the show every, a lot because <laughs> that's all I get to listen to it. Yeah, great, great song, great uh, rendition of it. So yeah, he's he's got some powerful chops. You know, Man Will was a great band. You just gotta get through that uh, forty-five minutes of the Chinese intro, like usually before they come on. If you can make it through that, you're good for the next hour. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was some good stuff. And we actually, uh, you actually know somebody that I used to know back in the back in the day, uh, Mike Fringo or his sister. Or, yeah, we have. You some sent me an email about that. Who, who was it? Well, my ex girlfriend, uh, her name is Deb Fringo. Now, her brother was uh, Mike Fringo, ah. and he played in a band with you called Bad Brains. No, Stillborn. I wish it was the Bad Brains. Oh, Stillborn. Stillborn, not Bad Brains. Yeah. I wish it was <laughs> I the Bad you... Brains. Have to change my race to being the Bad Brains. Those, those <laughs> yeah, guys... you would, huh? Yeah, those you guys put, are the best. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, there are some ties there between us. Wow, how do you like that? Deb Fring, I can't believe that. I haven't seen it. She's uh, actually married to my old drummer now. No, she's not married. She lives uh, down here in Pennsylvania with her mother, and they, they all moved down this way. Oh, really? Did I got the wrong person yeah. I'm thinking of then. Uh, no, I'm sure you got the right person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. It's been so, a long anyway, time. I haven't even spoken to some of those guys in 15, 16 years. <laughs> So it's been a yeah. long time. I only yeah. get the Facebook info, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. But getting back to getting back to the band, yeah. getting back to the music. Where do you hope to see you guys down the road? What are you, you know, looking for next? We want to play overseas. Um, yeah. We really want to get a good uh, word out for ourselves. And <laughs> man, I'm really sorry for coughing here, buddy. That's all right. Sorry to the fans having to turn down the stereo too when I do that. Uh, <laughs> they so um, the yeah, we right. we. 
We, um, you know, we're very nice people. We're fans, just like uh, Lifts of Anvil said. We're we're fans too, and um, we just uh, we, we're very, you know, I, I'm very personable with people. You know, I, I like I can be professional, but I think um, you know, there's a you can cross over and be a person's friend too, and and speak to them, and and you know, I want to treat everybody good, and you know, and that's it. I just uh, you know. I, I live by the theory that you can attract more bees with honey than you can with uh, vinegar. That's right. So so that's what we're doing. We're just uh, trying to make friends, and, and unfortunately along the way, there's just some people you just cannot make friends with no matter how hard you try. There's always an asshole out there. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. That's usually me, but today I'm in a good mood, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep no. that going. I hate it. Yep. You know, I tell you, we're going to have wrap things up in a few because i got to get one more song on by you guys. I promise another band until I get on something by them, and they've been waiting I think for the whole show, I've been dragging it on, making them wait. Because I wasn't right, expecting no the Anvil interview. But it was great talking to you, man. When you feel better, you call in any time you want. We'll talk metal any time. Man, I appreciate it, Mike, for having us on. Again, we're humbled. And uh, and everyone out there, if you want to check us out, we're on myspace.com forward slash forgotten LGCY. There you go. And I'll have the links up to your sites right after the show is over so everybody can find you. I appreciate it, Mike. All right, Joseph. Happy Easter, man. Rest that voice of yours. You're going to need it, all right? Thank you. Take, take, uh, take care. Anytime, buddy. Feel better. There you go. Thank Joe Wood, A Forgotten Legacy. How about we get on another song by those guys? Here's 2012 or 2012.
about Forgotten Legacy. I want to thank Joe Wood for calling up today and he's to hang out with me. We had a great interview earlier with Lips and Anvil. I know it was a little off. That Skype never seems to work right when you use it, but I think it went through pretty decently, so not bad. we got about 20 minutes left. There were a few bands I promised I'd play songs by today, so I, w- I want to get them on before the show is over. I was going to play them early, but then the, the Anvil interview came through at the last minute, so we uh, kind of stuck that in there for you. So we're going to. This is a band I featured about a year ago, or more than that, in the Sunday Night Spotlight. They're a band called Infinite Realms. They're out of London. They uh, sent me a few uh, songs uh, last week or the week before that. Looks like good things are going to start happening for these guys. So here's a song called Reclaiming Glories of Old.
Thank God, I was in Infinite Realms, reclaiming glories of old. I know I told those guys i get them on the beginning of the show, but they're probably asleep by now, but they can catch it on the replay. Uh, you know, I should have mentioned this in the beginning of the show, but I'm going to be raising money for St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital this whole month. Uh, and if you go to the homepage right here at BTR for the show, you'll see a link uh, to follow. Or you can just type in the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show dot com. Go to the show's uh, homepage, uh, the website, and under the events tab, uh, you'll see all the information there with a donate button. Uh, take it right to PayPal. Uh, so if you can, try to donate anything you can to help out. All that money is going to go, and I'm going to send it to my company that I work for here in New York, Con Edison. Hopefully, they'll match it uh, with the matching gifts program. We can raise some money for these kids that are sick. Uh, you know, St. Jude's doesn't ask their parents to pay for anything if they don't have the money, and they give these kids top-notch care. Most of them are terminal. So, you know, it's going to a really good cause, and anybody that donates $20 or more, I'll send you an autographed CD, vinyl record, T-shirt. Uh, i got tons of merchandise that all the bands that have been on my show over the last year or two, they've donated, and there's more coming in every day. So uh, i got a little poster up there with some of the bands that I donated. There's a lot more than that. I just couldn't fit them on there. Uh, so if you see something by a band that you like up there, just let me know uh, when you donate the money, and I'll send you whatever they sent me. That's autographs. And uh, if you only send a dollar or two, I appreciate that, and I'll send you out a stillborn, answered, left on question, CD or vinyl record. So everybody's going to get something for donating, and there's a lot of little trinkets that bands sent out, keychains and buttons and pins, and I'll stick that in the package too. So please, follow the website, donate a few dollars here and there, whatever you can. I know times are hard for everybody right now, and if you can't, I understand, but it would be nice if you could. And we're going to do it the whole month of April, and uh, we're going to donate that money in May to them. So hopefully we'll do well. Uh, i got to thank everybody in advance for that help. All right, let's keep the ball rolling here. we got a little over 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, since it is Easter, how about we do a little Steel Assassin with Barabbas? Make the 
There you go. Some Steel Assassin with Barabbas. Those guys have been in the studio working on a new record for a while now, and I'm sure that's going to come out this year. All right, don't forget this uh, Thursday on the Metal Matinee. I finally got the date right ever <laughs> since I changed it. At 12 o'clock, it's more buried treasure. I dug up some more rare and hard-to-find hard rock and metal songs. So uh, sit back and enjoy. And like I said, if you want any of them, just always email me, and I'll get you a copies of it. All right, let me see. We've got about 10 minutes left here in the show. Uh, how about I get on uh, I was going to close things with Anvil. Maybe I'll get it on now because I don't know if I have time between the two songs. Let me see. Yeah, I probably won't. So uh, maybe I can find a quickie here for you. This is a band called Allied Forces, band out of uh, Holland, I believe. This is Blood, Sweat, and Tears.
Out of the Netherlands, Allied Forces. That was produced by Shumuk Abigail, Sammy Abigail, our good friend. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Joe Wood of Forgot Legacy for calling in tonight. Lips from Anvil. Next Sunday night, it's a brand new show, but I'm going to pre-record it, and it'll be on at 8 o'clock because I have a christening to go to. But we'll be back in the 6 o'clock time spot on the 21st. But don't forget, next week's brand new. Got an interview with Lizzie Borden. So sit back and enjoy. Then we're heading back to 6 o'clock on the 21st with Zach Stevens from Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Circle to Circle. Thank you, everybody. I hope you had a great Easter. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight on your holiday. I really appreciate it. How about we close things out with a lamphole and butter bust jerky?
Good night, everyone. Have a great week and a happy Easter. I'll see you Thursday at 12 p.m. EST for more Buried Treasure on the Metal Matinee. Good night. Heavy metal anywhere. BlogTalkRadio.com and Heavy Metal Mayhem. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.